The Unconventional Therapist's Guide to Nothing. Hey everyone, we are the Unconventional Therapists, and this is your guide to nothing, where each and every week we take a topic, theme, or thing, overanalyze it, and make it all make sense in the scheme of life, living, and mental health. My name is Dave. I am joined here with my good friend, Greg O'Sharpentier. I figured to say, top of the morning. See, okay, so then this that's what I'll do. I'll give you a few hints here, even though you know the topic, but you could pretend okay. almost like... All right, uh, give I'm me gonna, my first hint. All right, first hint. I love gold. Oh, we're doing leprechauns. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow, you nailed it. Wow. Good wow. Job. <laughs> yes. Boom, Sherlock, lock, boom was the next was the next hint. I don't know. I would not have hint. gotten that reference. Really? Oh, well, what is I'll, that? That is Shamrocks and Shenanigans, uh, House of Pain song. Oh, you look <laughs> like you would listen to House of Pain. <laughs> were you in House of Pain? I may have been. I, I, tried, <laughs> I, I tried out for House of Pain. There was one guy in the corner, always in the corner, with a golf hat on. Yep, that's me. <laughs> and an old-timey mustache. Yep, yeah. Boom, shalak, lock, boom. Uh, that's that's my con- contribution to it. So, of course, Dave, keeping with the tradition of paying homage to every passing holiday, <laughs> we, we are not going to let St. Patrick's Day slip by. This is going to be good. And you know what? When I when like we discussed this, I was like, "Oh man, this is going to have a lot," mm. and I was wrong. Well, you were wrong, but that's okay because our job is to make a lot out of a little. And there's tons of shamrocks and shenanigans and shillelaghs and shillings. And and <laughs> this is a filled episode of just it is a fun episode, I guess we could say. And speaking of shillelaghs, do you know what that is? Do you know yes, what a sh- I do. I th- is a shillelagh like a, it's like an Irish banjo? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I you wanted it to be so hard. You know what they call an Irish banjo? Oh, a boy. Ba- a, a banjo. Oh. <laughs> an so, Irish no. ukulele is a shillelagh. <laughs> nope, nope. That's just, now you're just rhyming. And you should stop guessing. Because a shillelagh is an Irish fighting stick. So, you know, when you're a kid and you're like walking in the woods and you find a stick. Wait, wait, wait. No. Um, so is this like, all right, this, the Boston Celtics uh, mascot is Lucky the Leprechaun. And if you think about their logo, he holds a shillelagh. Yeah. He probably should be holding a basketball. He has a basketball on one finger. And okay. then his other hand, he's balanced on it, what I always thought was a cane. But it's a shillelagh. It's definitely a shillelagh then. Yeah. Thank oh my you. God. It's 100% a shillelagh. See, now we know. A thousand, right. 1,000%. So the, the Boston Celtics guy's name is Lucky the Leprechaun? Yeah. Do you know the guy from Lucky Charms' his name, Lucky? Um, isn't every leprechaun nicknamed <laughs> Lucky? <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Oh, Greg. That connection, that just gave me the shivers. <laughs> yeah. But in this case, it's called the Shamrock Shakes. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay, so, you know, this is a, uh, we're trying our best. <laughs> <laughs> we suck. This is a long opening. <laughs> has it, has it, that's has all it been, we got is the opening. There's literally nothing to this. Has it been 30 minutes? <laughs> okay. All right, let's 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 get into this thing. So leprechauns, what are they? Um. Well, are they leprechauns or are they leucurpons? Okay. Well, you tell me. 
<laughs> so that was the original, what the word leprechaun derives from, right? Which translates to a small body. Yeah, you know what? I have a little beef with that, to be honest. Because, because you used to be nicknamed Lucrepon? No, I'm still Lu- Lupercon or whatever you want to say. I, I think that... When it's I, not Lupercon. <laughs> whatever, okay? It's probably a person. My problem with the idea of them being called small body, because in, ter- in terms of fairies, they're always described as being like two to three feet. Mm-hmm. And I think that's pretty big, bigger than I would have thought for a leprechaun. When I was a kid and I was picturing leprechauns running around on St. Patrick's Day, I was picturing inches, like a little tiny really? little thing. Yeah, that's what I always, always, always pictured. And then why? maybe, you know, in pop why? culture. I, what, wait, where did, where did, what was your formulated first view of a leprechaun? Like, where did you get it from? <laughs> maybe the guy in the cereal box and he was just so tiny. He wasn't, was like, he wasn't that small, though. Think about it. He's running away with his box of cereal, yep. which is like, you know, it's pretty big in his hands, but mm-hmm. still big enough. For, like he's big enough to hold it. And little kids are running after him and he's not that much smaller than them. No, but I guess what I'm, what I'm saying is what make this guy's three feet tall. That's not very magical. You're confusing leprechauns with the Keebler elves. Or, well, and you just, love cookies. So. That's just your opinion. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think that's what I'm doing. I just think uh, they were, I thought they were smaller. So anyways, they're, they're, they're a, a fairy folk. We have to, we have to distinguish that. And they're known for being solitary loners. They're always kind of alone. Yeah. And they're usually wearing a green coat and a hat and buckles. buckles. Yeah. Which kind of like a, a little tiny Puritan. It's got the stockings and everything. It kind of yeah. looks, that's exactly what they look like. Um, so, so again, they're described as being three feet high and that's just a large fairy. If you ask me, when you think of a fairy, small, right? Right. No one is asking you. Okay. (laughs) Literally no one in Ireland, in, in all of the United States, anywhere is asking you. Like my opinion on how tall they should be? <laughs> or if they're fairy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Well, my fault. <laughs> well, <laughs> they, they started in the oceans. Did you know this? Yes. They are they, they were water dwellers. Yep. Water dwellers. And they would try to drag you into the ocean. But if you caught them, they would offer you three wishes for their release. Yep. Next incarnation of them is they're kind of red and dirty and they're stealing babies they're actually working for working for and with changelings to steal the babies and give them to the fairy people that's kind of interesting right right so the the earliest known reference um is actually which this shocked me it's actually appears in a medieval tale the adventures of fergus uh i don't even want to try to pronounce this Unavleti. Fergus MacLetty, I don't know how to say it. He's a king of Ulcer, and he falls asleep on a beach and finds that he's being dragged into the sea by three Lucrepon. He's like, no, no. Yeah, so he just, just gets just, up. Yeah. <laughs> he literally just stands up, and then he captures the three leprechauns, and they grant him three wishes in exchange for their release. So that's where you get the... The three wishes. Okay. All right. So this is all going to start 
coming together as far as the lore, the lore of it go. Because the next incarnation is is the one we've been talking about this whole time when you think of the Celtics are lucky, either either of the luckies, the lucky mm-hmm. family. Um, they're shoemakers, they're cobblers. And they are, we, we associate them with the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. And they always have one shilling. There's something specific about that. And the the earlier incarnations of leprechauns were very evil, sort of mean, stealing babies, trying to drag people into the ocean. But these leprechauns that we know now are sort of more mischievous than evil. And I think that's because they have all that gold comes from somewhere. And what they what they do is they make shoes, and all the fairies are always dancing around, and they they wear through their shoes quite a bit. So the shoe business is booming leprechauns have all the gold yeah. this is what i'm this is what i'm reading so <laughs> this is what we're dealing it, with <laughs> yeah and this this account uh or i believe the account that you're referring to is from 1888 so this is quite a while ago as well and the reference that they make in there is that the leprechaun's not a cobbler but he's frequently mending his own shoes because he runs about so much that he wears them out with great frequency yeah, um, which... so that's kind of the twist that they put on it for for that account but along the same lines it's all having to deal with cobbling and repairing shoes very strange they are always running yeah running around scatting around so all right they're a little bit um i guess everything sort of softens up as far as folklore goes we saw that you know it's funny because like you you were saying how they're no longer evil and now they're more mischievous and in this account in one of uh one part of it they talk about the leprechauns being the son of an evil spirit and a de- degenerate fairy. So it's not wholly good, but it's not wholly evil as well. Oh, interesting. So it's kind of that middle ground, which is where you get that mischievousness. And I like that their explanation about the all the wealth they have uh, is from William Butler Keats. Uh, Yeats, sorry. He claims that the, their wealth is from treasure crocs that they found from uh, buried of old in wa- old wartime that they uncovered and appropriated. So it's like this this wealth that wasn't theirs that they've um t- you know taken on and now they're protecting it. All right. So I still say it's the shoe business got real hot with the fairies, <laughs> but I mean the tiniest shoe business. If that's what Eats says. So you are talking about their disposition and, and what they're like. So why were they so angry? Why were they so why were they so ornery, some might say? Um, they started off as baby thieves. We know that. So they're, they are kind of cruel, but this is the kind of stuff they do. And this is going to bring you back to, I don't know, Faustian bargains. It's going to bring you back to the movie Wishmaster. But here's one account from a, a farmer in, um, rural Ireland. He caught a leprechaun and the leprechaun told him that he will tie a ribbon around the, branch where the treasure is hidden under the tree if he just lets him go and he gave him his word and apparently for whatever reason they have to keep their word so when the all all the farmer had to do is go to his back to his house then come back out so he could you know hide this tie this ribbon and the farmer could come find it so what the leprechaun did was when he left he tied a ribbon around every single tree including the right one but what he did was he he did what he said he was going to do but it's also there's a loophole. Yeah. You know, it's always this thing where I'm going to do this thing for you and I'm going to grant this wish, but it's not going to be the wish you want. Why do we see this so often? 
Why, why does this keep happening? Yeah. So, I mean, that is kind of the angle that I'm, I'm getting out of this is it's almost this idea that there's no such thing as like things coming so easy. Right. Yeah. That's kind of like where I think that the message around things like this, like leprechauns and like the wish master you refer to that idea that like, yeah, you can get your wishes granted. But if you want to take the shortcut and take the easy way out, it's not all going to go as planned. Like you can't, you can't control that outcome the way you could if you just went for whatever that, that goal was with hard work, right? Or is this more for folklore coming from the top? People saying, you, you're, there's no easy way. Don't, spe- don't waste your time looking for the easy way or the get rich quick scheme or getting rich at all. Yeah, just yeah. go to work, hard do work. your job, yeah. and, and you're going to be all right. And that's what they need people to think. So they tell the oh, story, and that's exactly what I mean. It's like that idea of don't try to think that you can cheat your way to the top, or you can cheat your way around success to success. Yeah, like Robert Johnson and and the stories, the Faust stories before that. Here's another: if we're if you're really kind of digging for psychological angles, which I, it seems like we are, I think what we have to think about is their mood changing significantly after however they did it like war money or shoe money their their mood and their disposition and the way they dress and the way they acted completely changed after they started having significant amounts of supernatural wealth so mm-hmm. this kind of makes me think of our own especially in this country our obsession with wealth and it brings me to the question dave and maybe you can answer this for all of us is money the root of all evil Yes. <laughs> right. That doesn't leave much for debate. It's so, true. It, do you, you think so? You know, well, you know what it, this reminds me of? And I just had this vision in my head as we we're talking about leprechauns. We we're talking about their disposition changing. We're also talking about like, it's all right. So their whole purpose in life is to protect this pot of gold, which they're constantly hiding at like, a destination that's impossible to find. Yep. And it's a burden. And who else, what other character in like popular fantasy do we know that was burdened by a treasure that kind of like ruined his life and he's constantly protecting it? Are you talking about This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. You know, one of the things I've been thinking about lately is how effective just talking can be. Yeah, so many of people hold on to things, Dave. We bottle them down. You know, we, we feel our problems aren't big enough to need therapy, but this is the furthest thing from the truth. And I know for me, therapy allowed me to have a space to discuss things I hadn't really discussed with anyone before. That's true, Dave. And I wonder about some of those things you were talking about. It sparked my interest a little bit. <laughs> but one of the greatest benefits of therapy is having your own space and being able to express whatever it is you've been holding on to. With how convenient access is in today's day and age, there's absolutely no reason and not to try therapy. Exactly, and BetterHelp is one of the most convenient ways to give it a try. It's completely online and will work around your schedule so you don't ever have to leave your house. And the best part of it, if you don't get that tingly feeling from your selected therapist, you can switch it up with no fee. Or maybe if you do get that tingly feeling, you might want to switch it up. But BetterHelp understands how important it is that you feel connected with your therapist. 
So get it off your chest with BetterHelp. And visit BetterHelp.com slash nothing today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash nothing. Gollum from Lord of the Rings. Is it Schmeagol? It's both. Oh. It's both, yeah. Yeah, but that's a great point, actually. I didn't really thought about it like that. And so th- there's the money, be- the the gold, the pot of gold becomes so important to them that they're they're deceiving people constantly. They're and interestingly enough, they become these solitary yeah. creatures where they're always alone. And why are they always alone? Because all they care about is money. And that's what happens when all you care about is money. You become alone. That's not to say that I don't want money, yeah. because I do. But I, it's it's interesting. So I, I almost think every time someone says money is the root of all evil, I always think to myself, is it money is the root of all evil or is it lack of money yeah. is the root of all evil? But isn't that sort of the same thing? Because when when people have money, they still make terrible choices. Right. Right. It, but if you not about, all the time, but it still is a potential for. But if you think about like a like a poverty stricken area and the maybe there's more crime there and maybe there's more crime there because people genuinely are trying to find a way to get ahead, find a way to feed their families, find a way like they're desperate. So maybe it, the lack of money is what creates evil. But I think the existence of money I, is what we're saying here. Lack of too much of that's maybe a huge yeah, part of uneven it. playing uh, mm-hmm. grounds is going to cause for uneasy feelings. And it's going to cause this, this idea of like, I got to make, ends meet i have to you know provide for my family in the other end you're going to be constantly worried about keeping your your wealth secure and obtaining more wealth so if i had to pick the most deadly of the deadly sins i wouldn't agree, have agreed with dante and um you know the the deepest pits of hell i would say the worst one is envy and i think money creates envy and envy is you know, you, you covet something someone else has and you'll try to get it at all. You'll bring them down so sure. to bring yourself up. And I, you know, actually recently, and this this wasn't going to be part of this at all, but I remember hearing the story about this, the the richest king to ever live in Africa, Mansa Musa. Have you ever heard that story? And he passed through some some city and he gave each one of its residents in like a million dollars, the equivalent of, right? A certain amount of gold. And it completely destabled and crippled the entire economy and made it impossible for anyone to be in charge. It just destroyed civilization. And I, and I could never understand why. And I'm not like, do you have any ideas towards that? Like, so like, for example, when um, Mayor Bloomberg was running for mayor in New York City, I remember reading this thing that he spent $600 million on his campaign. And I was like, wow, how many people are in New York? If you gave everyone a million dollars, they're going to vote for you. Why don't we just do that? If you're going to spend $600, why buy billboards when you could just give everyone a million dollars? Because there's something about creating the equal playing field that the people in power cannot have. It was just like when we talked about with Tulsa. If everyone was going to be on equal grounds, that means that the people on power are also on equal ground and they don't want that at all. Yeah. And yeah. They don't I need mean, them. If you're in a place of power and you have wealth, like it doesn't benefit you for other people to have an equal amount of wealth. And if anything, it makes your overall value feel less valuable, right? Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think that that's, that's part of it. And yeah, just overall, you know, they, people need you less too. If they're, if, so, I mean, if you're running for some kind of political office, if, you know, everybody was around the same amount of uh, financial wealth as you, they would need, they, their need for you would be less and they, you'd be less desirable, I guess. Mm, and the, and rarity is value. If yeah. there's, if everyone has money, it's not rare anymore. Then you don't have anything to control populations anymore. Like we're never going to have a middle-class president. Impossible. Right? It's impossible. Yeah. I, I mean, I, we, as the way things are set up structured right now, it's impossible. You couldn't do yeah. it. Um, okay. So let's move around like out of this political debate and uh, let's start talking about creatures that. So Greg, I just, I, before, before I, I, I want to talk about the leprechaun in its origin. Cause you re- referenced it, but this is a really interesting point. The original depiction of leprechauns were wearing red and there's all these different variations of their outfit, but they all involved red, like this, a form of a red coat whether it was a red plaid or just like a, you know, each uh, there was like different regions and each region had its own different depiction of what it was wearing, but it was all so much different than what it looked today. And over time it evolved into green, which there's no real definite, like definitive reason that that happened because of this. It's not like, Christmas, Santa Claus, we got the, you know, we had the first version of him in red from the, I'm trying to remember now because I should remember this. Before the Coca-Cola depiction, there was one version of him as red and that kind of started. Then the Coca-Cola one was like the definitive version of Santa. And then we just, we saw him look like that from there on. There's not any of that as far as we can see with leprechauns. The idea is probably the popularity of green in ireland and the emerald isle the, the, emerald the coast isle. is green yeah and the flag being green what else is green money maybe not i don't know <laughs> back then probably not yeah but you think of green rolling hills when you think of ireland right and also like the popularity of saint patrick's day and you know green is kind of synonymous synonymous with that and now with leprechauns so at some point in time there was an evolution but it's really interesting to think about a leprechaun like that vision that we all have in our heads of a leprechaun being wearing all green and then like back before this depiction it was looked totally different it's it is interesting i wonder when that when that change was made and why red as much as why green why red right yeah Uh, it's it's interesting so what about moving on to creatures that are very much related to leprechauns just a few um honorable mentions here which some people categorize as leprechauns. And the first one is a clarishon. And these little creatures are, have all the characteristics of a leprechaun. Maybe they dress a little bit differently, but they're known for haunting breweries and wine cellars. And they're essentially leprechauns who are on a drinking spree, a constant, constantly drunk. That's that's like their whole thing. Mm-hmm. And they're probably they, they they still do pranks and they still are mischievous, but it's probably, you know, a lot less thought out. Like they just text their ex leprechaun girlfriend or something <laughs> late at night. I, I don't know what they're doing. But another creature would be the fear deer. And these are the ones 
that were earlier incarnations of leprechauns. They were the ones dressed in red. They were the ones that would smoke pipes with bird poop in them. And they were the ones stealing babies and helping the changelings wreak havoc on human families. And they, they, they're they also called rat boys. And they had long skinny tails and long snouts. But everything else looked you know, exactly like a leprechaun. And the last one I'll mention are knockers or Tommy knockers. And these are mystical subterranean gnomes. And they say that they're the most benevolent of all the leprechauns, but they're known for extinguishing candles in mines and hiding tools in mines, which I think is probably the most awful thing you could do to people in the mine. Like if you're in the mine, what's the worst thing you could do? Turn out the lights. Yeah, yeah. And then hide my flashlight. Yeah. I, so so they sound pretty pretty awful to me. But when I say Tommy knockers, I mean of course I see you perk up a little bit. Like what maybe you're thinking of the Stephen King classic movie? You mean classic book? Sure. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Oh, they turned that movie into a book? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Isn't that a made for TV movie, Tommy Knockers? I don't know. I, I all I know is I know of the movie. And even even now that I know what a Tommy Knocker is, I have no idea what even to think that movie would be about because it's. I know it has nothing to do with gnomes. So is he just borrowing the name from some kind of metaphor or something? I don't know. Does something happen in the dark? Who knows? Um, we probably should have learned a little bit more about that movie before I brought it up. But hey, Dave, book. you're the book. 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 You're the professional. Listen, I've read a couple Stephen Kings. I'm no. Uh, I'm no slouch. Yeah. So, but no one's going around talking about the Tommy Knockers movie. They, everyone refers to the book to say, is, is it well known? Is it a good, Steve? Is it a top 10? I mean, it's, it's definitely one of his tops. Really? Maybe I'll have to check this out. Hmm. Rather large. Large and in charge. They're all rather large. I read it. uh, It took me like half my life. Oh, yeah. It's definitely the, the largest. That's a big one. So, okay. Let's talk pop culture, Dave. I'm gonna let you, uh, well, you, you did mention a couple already. You mentioned the, the both Luckies, the Celtics, and the Serial with the charms. The guy from the Fighting Irish, right? The Notre Dame leprechaun. Darby O'Gill and the Little People. Did you see that as a child? No, I did not. And that was a good little Disney movie. It's about um, this guy captured leprechaun. King. It's just not that important. Currently but- streaming on Disney+. Plus. The one I wanted to get your take on. Proud sponsor of the podcast, Disney Plus. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> proud sponsor, yeah. Proud, Stephen King, proud sponsor of the podcast. Yeah. Um, Warwick Davis starred in a little movie that I'm sure... I, Warwick Davis, Now that when I was looking at this guy, I mean, he was in Willow, he was in Ewok, he was in Labyrinth, he's in Harry Potter. This guy is prolific. But what's the most... What are you thinking right now, Dave? The, the movie Leprechaun. Can you tell us something about that? I mean, I'm also a huge fan of Willow. That was one of my favorite movies as a kid. Growing up, um, the brownies. There were brownies? Or what were they called? The little Leprechaun-ish type guys. And they brought it back. I know that. Uh, so work Dave is very much still, still relevant in this world. Uh, but Leprechaun, the Leprechaun franchise, obviously, he, he being the most famous of the ones to don the Leprechaun attire. Are there um, more? Yes, there oh. are more. So he did the first four, as well as the lep- two Leprechaun in the Hoods. Okay. And then they did a Leprechaun. Uh, what was it? Was in it? Space? Or- that was part four. Okay. 
then they did one that wasn't him and it was horrible and then they did one called leprechaun returns and that was actually really good and had a different little person playing the leprechaun and he was delightful and that was an excellent movie and it had uh speaking of our our favorite film teen wolf remember the remember the guy in the basketball team he's in the first one too the guy from the basketball team of teen wolf he's always eating you know oh, the chubs chubs he's yeah. in you know he's in war he was in the first leprechaun and he comes back in in the more recent one you know who else is in the first leprechaun oh jennifer aniston of course that's a big that's a big get or yeah, i mean not she- surprising that you know how many big name actors got their start in horror films no how many a lot brad pitt <laughs> Uh, George Clooney. Wait, Brad Pitt. What? What was his? What was he starring? In? Uh, what was it called? Uh, Final Exam or something like that. It had something to do with uh, testing school reference. George Clooney was returned to horror high. Uh, yeah, there's plenty more. I just can't think of them off the top. I of thought my the head. first his first appearance was on Roseanne, and then straight to ER. But I can see it like, be, but I mean, first film appearance. Ah, is what uh, I well, I, I, yeah, no, I, I think that you're you're probably right, especially when it comes to film and these things. So I, I, I think that's a that movie, The Leprechaun, was definitely in my consciousness. That's when I that's when I finally realized, oh, leprechauns are taller than I thought, or like this is a huge leprechaun. You know, I, one of those things it was, was robust. Like, yeah, he was big. So, so I mean, he represents a little bit of what we talked about at the beginning. Some he was sort of evil. He's a trickster. He mm-hmm. is rather funny. He likes to play pranks. He will gr- like play along with people, but often misguides them. And it's all about protecting his gold. My pot of gold. Oh, yeah, that's gold. If you think he, if you think you're getting away with his gold, let me tell you. So, Dave, is it in in the case of the Leprechaun movies? Is he, you know, half good, half bad, or is he all bad? No, he's pretty bad. He is okay. not a good dude. And is it, is it, a, so I have, I may have seen this when it first came out, but since then I haven't. Is this like a Wishmaster type thing? He does. I mean, some- I have Leprechaun 2 on VHS right here for you to borrow after the, <laughs> you'd like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your viewing pleasure. I'll part let you know. Is, part 2 is my favorite. Really? Is yeah. They lost Jennifer Aniston by then. Of course. Yeah. So part 2 is the only one that actually takes place, I believe, on St. Patrick's Day, if I remember correctly. What? How do you kill a leprechaun? Same way I mean, you kill anybody else? I guess. Okay. I just didn't know if there they was have, There was like also some, yeah, I don't know. How like do folklore. So like what does something hurt a leprechaun? Well, I know one, he turns into stone. Uh, there's probably, oh, I would love to know the lore behind that too. We don't have that. Well, speaking of, this is making me think of a movie I saw when I was little that really kind of scared, to, but scared Jesus the hell out of me. Yeah, yeah. But um, Jesus. But Jesus, right. Rumpelstiltskin. Is, yep. uh, this a, that's a leprechaun-esque creature, right? Sure. Do this, and uh, oh, he keeps tricking her. All right, let's save that for another podcast. Okay. That's, I think that's its own story, isn't it? Uh, well, we thought, leprechauns was, some... a, we thought leprechauns was its own story, but... We can look into it. Okay, we'll look into it. Also, I thought this would be a great time to mention one of my favorite childhood cartoons, um, who isn't a leprechaun, but very much in the family. David the Gnome. Yeah, not a leprechaun though at okay. all. Rhoda Fox. That's what the I loved David. What... I loved David the Gnome. I know my mom's gonna hear this and she's gonna hear you mention David the Gnome and she's gonna be like, You love David the Gnome. Yeah, yeah, I could, yeah. 
that was like obviously my name being Dave. Like, oh, you had the little cone hat and everything. I wish. <laughs> yeah, but no, gnomes are a separate thing, Greg. That, I, I know. don't. It's got its own origin story. Okay. All right. right? I'm right. I would assume. I'm lumping them all together. I don't know. I feel like maybe just different parts of the world are all kind of similar. It's like if I were to just take every bald white guy with an old timey <laughs> mustache and I said they're all Gregs, you know, uh, you just reference them all in the same. Oh, they're all podcasters. We're, we're a dive a dozen. <laughs> okay, so I so you know hey, you I, know what we've we've never mentioned, which is mind boggling, is. Yeah. There is no female leprechaun. So how does a leprechaun get made? Wow. Where do um, they come from? Maybe that's why they're extinct. Maybe that's what happened. There was only five of them. Mm-hmm. They were birthed by... What? Uh, where did they come from? I did, even if they're extinct now, where did they come from? That's a great question. Um, they evolved from the sea. Maybe that's why they're so angry. There's literally no explanation. They're so angry because they're sexually frustrated. But where did they come from? (laughs) Hey, what came first? No, I trust me. I get the solitary. I get the frustration. I get the anger. Yeah. Where the hell did they come from? And are they all? Are they all related? Are they all brothers? Is there just one? It's all the same. Is there just one? Hmm. Is he just a freak? It's it's the where did the where you know what came first the chicken or the egg this is just unanswerable questions we gotta Wait, put that in the oh okay I was gonna say no what were you gonna say I I was trying to understand that reference in this scenario but I get it it's just yeah none, yeah, who, yeah who you knows? can't answer this you can't answer it uh, they just appeared one day it's like uh, you know Adam and Eve kind of thing but it was just Adam and Steve. As they like to say sometimes. I was going to say that. <laughs> I was literally going to say that. <laughs> All right. Oh, and one thing that they was never really cleared up either was I didn't see a ton of, or any mention at all of, at the end of the rainbow is the pot of gold. What's that about? Like, I've it's, always it's, heard- So I I did read something that alluded to this, mm-hmm. but it, but I don't know if this is, it, it's it's an almost impossible place to find. Have you ever actually seen an end of a rainbow? I saw this uh, clip the other day where it was the rainbow was a full circle. I guess at some like it's in the sky. It's a full circle. It's connects. So there's no such thing as the end of a rainbow. So they say that's the biggest trick of all. They say you there's no the 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 pot of gold is at the end of the rainbow, and it puts you on this journey, a, a circular journey with no end. And we finally found out the biggest trick of the leprechauns. Wow. I, I once made up this quote once and okay. it, it, it totally re- references is like the, uh, the best trick the devil ever played was to make you believe he didn't exist. Yeah. Oh, that I, was I, yours. Remember That's... I said that to you once? <laughs> yeah. 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 Dave Lazat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so, quote, size of as read by Dave Lazat. That's right. That's right. I mean, well, you say, that's the usual suspects that's from the movie he says I, that in the movie i think that's i, I want to say that's someone else's quote still it's voltaire okay <laughs> I, don't, I don't i actually don't know that I, it, it sounds very voltaire sounds like a french guy would say that uh, we can look that up and we'll, maybe we'll put that in a story or something because everyone's gonna be dying to know yeah who said that <laughs> who was that 
if, if there's only some way we could find out so easily no but i mean isn't that like perfect that is such a great trick they hide it they or they tell you they hide it at a place that doesn't even really exist and there you are walking around the rainbow over and over and over for the rest of your life while he's while the the pot of gold obviously is somewhere else greg have you ever looked or thought about looking for the end of a rainbow i i was spending my life doing it and and now that we've come to this realization it's just been in vain I, I would I would put money on this. I would put money on this. I I won't, but I would. Okay. Uh, I think everybody at some point in their life has contemplated or maybe even gone a little bit towards an end of a rainbow to see if they can find the end of a rainbow. Might as well check, right? It's the same I, reason. I feel like it, people just have done it. I just I I would Put money on it by by your response to me you're making me think maybe you've never done it or thought about doing it no i just i'm like whatever even when you were a kid when i was a kid i was everyone used to say greg would always say money is the root of all evil that was my that was my quote that i made up i, I remember know. that yeah, yeah. That, i was like money is the root of all evil and people were like wow that's yeah, they were, good i think that one good. made it around my school and they were talking about you <laughs> so urban legend <laughs> so i wanted to, so i'll tell you one thing i did look for though and still do to this day I don't know if you're going to know what I'm talking about here. It's a three leaf clover. Well, no, Dave. A, a four, four leaf, leaf clover. clover. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> three leaf clovers. Found it. <laughs> I've never looked for a four leaf clover. Really? Yeah. Oh. I never even thought about it. And then I saw people doing it once when I was at work a few years ago. And I was like, wow, people actually look for those. And I still didn't do it. <laughs> yeah. So I've, I'm constantly looking for four leaf clovers. And another thing, being from New England, I every time. Clam chowder. I'm looking for clams. I'm looking for clams. Where's all the New England at all? <laughs> Where's all the clams? All we got in freaking potatoes in this thing, <laughs> which I don't mind. Happy St. Patrick's Day. But with the what I'm always looking for, and this is a left turn. That's something when you're thinking because we're in the vein of I'm constantly looking for this, and I and I just kind of know I'm never going to find one, and it bums me out. But yet the possibility is real enough that I still do it. Arrowheads. Hmm. That wouldn't be so awesome to find an arrowhead. I never looked for one either. Never thought <laughs> yeah. about it. Never thought about it. Always thinking about those rainbows. So you'll know if I ever find one because I'll be wearing it as a necklace. You pick up. Yeah, he found one, but I don't think it's gonna happen. Greg, you're Irish. Uh, I'm a little. Yeah, I've, I'm not a hundred percent, but yeah, I, I've got some. I know you thought I was, but I am not even though our, both of us look translucent almost. Translucent, um, like newborn fish. And <laughs> you've got a beard. Is your hair kind of reddish? No, it's not reddish. You okay. take that back. Okay. Why is that? Is that a You're, slur? I curse you. <laughs> <laughs> Dave's, I have a soul. What are you talking okay, about? Okay, yes. Not a ginger. Okay, that's fine. But I think that red hair, red hair people are cool. I do too. I think that they have... I mean, they may not have souls, but they got a lot of like spirit, you know, they may not have souls, but they have a lot of freckles. <laughs> no, it's funny. I wonder where that came from. Like people making like just ridiculous, like burns about yeah. people with red hair. It's like, when did that start? And why, why exactly was that a thing? That's, I don't, it'll be interesting sure. to fire to hell. Everything's all, the devil. It's always cut. Yeah, connected. You know, I knew I knew a guy with red hair, and we used to call him every nickname you could, and he took it really well. 
Mm, so that okay. that led me to think that people with red hair are really like generous and kind. You're lucky he didn't beat you with his shillelagh because he probably has one. Who flamethrower? Nah, he was cool. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I want to I want to ask you: Do you have any uh, St. Patrick's Day traditions that you like to celebrate or honor? Well, one time I made corned beef and cabbage, and it was awful way to throw the whole thing out. Oh, I, I love do- making corned beef and cabbage. I, mine actually comes out really good. Well, maybe you can stop by the Chapeteer residence and, and make a couple of sandies for us. That would be really, really nice because as far, oh, so as I'd never had a St. Patty's Day tradition, but now that my second youngest son was born on March 17th and we named him Mick for, for that very reason, we do go pretty hard on St. Patrick's Day. Yeah. For, you know, because it's once you can tie like a birthday into something, unless it's Christmas, you don't want the same birthday as Christmas. But I mean, that's that's big shoes to fill with a Jesus birthday. Right. Sure. So so you got to. Um, yeah, it's it it's pretty fun around our house for that. We don't really do anything to St. Patrick's Day, but I will try to definitely find a, a corn or Reuben at the very least. I'll All have right. a Reuben. What about okay. you? I think I mentioned this when we did our St. Pat. Um, not us. Our Christmas episode, I love traditions, like holiday traditions. I don't care if it's if it's from my culture or not. I just love observing things like that. So corned beef is a must. I always get the Irish soda bread. Ooh. I've made it a point to go to the grocery stores and I go to like a bunch of different ones. Now pick up any kind of Irish food around that time. So I, this is one that I, I know it's a little controversial, but bangers, like okay. the sausage. Bangers but they're actually... Mash. Bangers are English, though, mm. but they get labeled a lot as Irish. And, you know, Trader Joe's makes them and I got a, another brand today and I'm, I'm all excited about it. But I started to make in the last few years a traditional Irish breakfast that I eat every year on top of the corned beef. And that's the bowl of potatoes. No, it's it's bangers. It's beans. Um, it's Irish bacon. Tomato like grilled tomato slices and i can't remember if there's anything else i love it it's it's great it's irish I feel like bacon's I'm, irish bacon's just a potato cut in half irish bacon is like canadian bacon oh okay which is not ham. actually bacon to us yeah it's yeah. ham yeah uh and then so i do that i usually will pick up some irish beer and i spend most of the week watching irish horror films i will have a beer or a few and that's the tradition I, yeah, you know, partake in most of the time. Um, my traditional Irish breakfast, we always have Lucky Charms. It's a big hit in this house. That's about as close as we're going to get. <laughs> but the maybe had, one day I'll get you to embrace this lifestyle. Greg. Yeah, I do. Lo- I do love as well. I love traditions, but I just don't. I've been bad with observing them. Although, although we did really well on Christmas and, and like, you know, people who know, know that we got together this Christmas and it's, it's nice. I think that, you know, traditions bring people together and it's mm-hmm. kind of like meaning there's some purpose and there's a, anytime you can find a reason to just smile and have a good time and, and, and do something outside of the norm. It's a good thing. Just lean into it all. Enjoy it all. Love everything. I think. And I feel anytime you can make an excuse for eating delicious foods. Yeah. Do it. Do it. Just and, ex- do it. and try foods from other cultures because why not? They're there. 
Yeah. I can't wait. What's the next big holiday? And then we'll, we'll Easter, Easter is after that. Oh, we're not observe. Okay. So Easter eh. ham. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll ham, we'll ham, ham treat. Yeah. Ham treat. And then after Easter, I'm trying to think of the next like delicious holiday. Uh, then we get like 4th of July, right? Hey, listen, that's it. Hot dogs. I mean, come on. That's the that's the American that's the American food. That's an American holiday. Beautiful hot dogs, hamburgers, um, yeah, fireworks. That sounds yeah. good. All yeah. right, but listen, Dave. There was more. Well, I want to say that there was more here than we thought, but we stretched this pretty good. I'll say. No, I don't think there was. <laughs> I don't think there was more here than we thought at all. But I mean, just to you know, like tie it back one more time. Tie it back. I think that the idea of leprechauns stems from this idea of being careful in not putting too much of your faith or your of your time into the easy way and banking on this thing that's going to like you know solve all your problems and i think it's about just kind of sticking with the idea of being hardworking and earning your keep mm-hmm. earning your earning your wealth versus trying to cheat for your wealth don't try to covet another person's wealth, right? Ultimately, leprechauns have coveted wealth and look at what, look how they turned out, right? Do you want to turn out to be two feet tall, wearing gold green? And being alone all the time? And having terrible shoes that need to get repaired all the time? They're a bunch of Ebenezer Scrooges. Yeah. You, ha- you hang on to that money too tight and you end up you know, alone with your money. Yeah. You know? And, up- and I, I think you have to be careful too of people who make really big promises mm-hmm. and because like you can be easily duped. Right. That's a good one. I think Craigslist is a great uh, example of this. Right. Have you ever searched for an apartment on Craigslist? No, not recently. Craig, it is a nightmare. <laughs> Scams are crazy. If you're not familiar with Craigslist, you can easily get scammed. You have to have caution. Mm. You know what I should do? I should make a safe website called Craigslist. Greg's list. Yeah, but okay. somebody would end up going on there and figuring out a way to scam people because everyone would go on there being all trusting. Oh, Greg's a good guy. He's a good guy. <laughs> yeah. I, I trust this site. Yeah. Everyone trusts Greg's he likes list. Hot dogs, hamburgers, American <laughs> foods. That's right. That's Greg's list. It's <laughs> my motto. All right. I think we've made it. And this was actually kind of fun. And Dave, maybe you could post a picture of this fancy um, Irish dinner that you brag about. My Irish dinner and my Irish breakfast? All of it. All of it. I'll post mine. And we'll see. We'll see which one's more appealing. And once again, please, if you enjoy it, rate and review. Right, Dave? Sure. Please. Please. That would be sweet. It would be great. Yeah, it would be nice. We would appreciate it. And until next time. All right, everybody. Yeah. Sign sign us off. You know, you do it so well. So everybody have a safe, happy, and fun St. Patrick's Day. Look for leprechauns, even though we've basically told you not to. Mm. And make those three wishes, but make them the most careful damn wishes you've ever made. Mm -hmm. Be very specific. There's a lot of loopholes, and it's not just talking about shoemaking because you know the loopholes right they should be like little lawyers um the next incarnation of leprechauns isn't going to be a green suit they're going to be little pinstripe suits they're going to be little lawyers 
makes sense. Okay, wrap it up. I got. I was trying to say <laughs> goodbye. Wrap it up. <laughs> All right, everybody, have a great night. We'll see you next week. Right. Bye.